welcome to this King's Church talk. We hope that you really enjoy it. If you have any questions, please email us on admin at kingscc.org or you can go to the website www.kingscc.org. Thank you. You may wonder why show a photo of a signpost in Brigham. What's that going to do with uh, joy? What's it going to do with what I've got to say next? Well, during these Sundays, we've been looking at uh, Advent, really, the, the scriptures that pointed towards the first coming of Jesus. Actually, Advent is not only about the first coming of Jesus, but also about his return, the second coming as well. But we've been particularly focusing on the first coming of Jesus. And they remind us of who he is and why he came and how we can prepare our hearts and, and how we receive him as the one who has come. And so in one sense, these scriptures, these prophecies, these promises, they're like signposts to the coming of Jesus. And really what I want us to do uh, just for a short while now, is again go back to the book of Isaiah. We've, we've been there already this month. And, and just look at some of these signposts that pointed forward to, to this Jesus, this, this new time when he would come. But also we're going to look at one that points us beyond that. But first of all, let's start with Isaiah chapter 12. And the first few verses, it says this, that in that day you will say, I will praise you, Lord, although you were angry with me, your anger has turned away and you have comforted me. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself is my strength and my defence. He has become my salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. This is a song. And, and it points to the day, actually, when salvation would happen. Beautiful phrase there of, of, of drawing water from the wells of salvation with joy. But actually, if you look closely to the song, you'll find there's some very similar words to the song that was sang after the Israelites came through the Red Sea, that great song of deliverance. And you find actually the same words echoed. And that was celebrating a great deliverance. It was celebrating um, the freedom of, from being enslaved. It, 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 it celebrated a great future. It celebrated God our Saviour. And this song leans into that, it borrows phrases from that, but it points forward to another day. This day of salvation. When we draw from the wells of salvation. It was that day that uh, a lady in Samaria who really had, had such a broken life, you know, she'd been... Uh, born it, just by virtue of birth into difficult circumstances and or, or, or kind of difficult surroundings. She experienced broken relationships. She kind of life was tough for her. And it was her 
that she was at a, as she went to a well in Samaria. It was there that she met Jesus. And Jesus spoke to her, not only about having a drink from this physical well, but he spoke about another source of water that actually well up from within her, a spring of eternal life. She was meeting this Jesus who had now come, that Isaiah 12 was pointing towards, that, yeah, with joy, you will draw waters from the wells of salvation. And this dear lady, whose life was so messed up, she drank from that well. In fact, she was so overjoyed, she went and told everyone about it. Jesus has come that we might access his salvation and that is the source of true joy. And Jesus, this is that woman who was so used to things just going, going bad on her. He said, no, this, will, this world will, will spring up. It will be everlasting. Isn't it wonderful? As we know Jesus, we know his salvation and it will never run dry. And then a bit later uh, in Isaiah, we can read this in Isaiah 61, a very famous uh, section of scriptures where we read about the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. And he goes on to say this with all the wonderful things that this one would do, that he would bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning. Breathtaking, isn't it? If that first signpost in Isaiah 12 was all about exodus and salvation, this signpost which points forward again, is all about the day of Jubilee and freedom. And Jubilee was this remarkable kind of thing God built into his economy that in that year of Jubilee, all debts would be forgiven. They would be wiped clean. What a breathtaking, amazing, wonderful year to wake up to. Everything's gone. It's free. We're free. Genuinely free. Imagine that if our nation's debts, which kind of mount all the time, all the time, all the time, suddenly we woke up 2021, they're gone. Imagine that on a personal level. With this, Isaiah 61 is all about one who would usher in, who would bring a jubilee, not just of physical debts or, or financial debts, but actually of the stuff that we, that so, again, it so breaks people's lives. We set the oppressed free. It will heal the brokenhearted. And as we know, as we go through the pages of the Bible, we get to the beginning of Luke, and it's these very scriptures that Jesus announces his coming in terms of ministry. And he's saying, today, this is fulfilled. The time of Jubilee is here. So this signpost points us again to the arrival and the ministry of Jesus. And he came to set us free. It's a time of good news 
for the poor. It's a time of the oil of joy instead of mourning. And that really is what the birth of Jesus is all about. It's that dawning of true freedom. And as we read through this, through the Gospels, and we read the different times when Jesus, he healed the sick, he set free the oppressed, he, he, he restored people's lives, he mended what was broken. What we find is basically a trail of joy. The one anointed with joy above his companions just leaves this trail of joy as this jubilee freedom liberates people's lives. Our deepest hurts can be changed, can be transformed for joy. This really is good news of great joy. So we get this signpost for salvation and it's with joy we, we, we drink of that salvation. We get this signpost which is all about freedom and we find that part of that freedom is an exchange for all of our hurt and our mourning that we can know his joy. But then finally, in the middle of Isaiah, to jump in between the two scriptures, in Isaiah 35, we get another signpost, and it's this one that points us beyond that first coming of Jesus. That coming of Jesus to Bethlehem that we're celebrating this time of year. But there's going to be another coming where it won't be to one specific place, it will be to the whole world. The second coming, he will return, the king will return. And we read this in Isaiah 35, and I'm just going to pick up three verses through the chapter. It says this, that the desert and the parched land will be glad, the wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. There'll be an explosion of joy. Then the lame will leap like deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Wow, what images. And then that chapter ends up and the redeemed will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will flee away. This points us to an amazing time that's yet to happen, that Jesus will come again, and that's part of Advent. We celebrate his first coming, but we look forward to his second coming. We live in a very tired and, and weary and, and creaking world. But let's know this that today we can draw water from the wells of salvation with joy. Today, we, we can know his freedom. We can know Jubilee in our hearts. And that's the message we've got to share with, with others. Jesus meets us in our brokenness. He meets us in our blindness. He meets us in us being uh, enslaved. Jesus sets us free. But let's also know there's an even greater joy beyond those things. That actually, there will be a day when, when heaven and earth, it will be, you know, it will be rolled up as a garment and there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. 
and everlasting joy will be on our heads. It's a remarkable, remarkable promise of the new creation. Joy will flood the earth. Wonderful promise, wonderful future, wonderful hope. Now let's finish with the, the words that the angels spoke to the shepherds in the fields that night, that first Christmas. They said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah. He is the Lord. Let's celebrate this great joy bringer, this great joy giver, this great herald of, of, of good news that we have in Jesus. Let's worship him this Christmas. Let's be grateful to him. But also let's grow in everything that he's called us to know. Let's drink deep from the wells. Let's celebrate this freedom. But let's look forward as well to that day, that day when all things will be made new. Let's pray, shall we? Lord, we just want to thank you for the gospel that is truly good news. And in these times, Lord, where we've gone through a whole year now of, of, of difficult news, of hard news, of challenging news, of news that we wondered, will it ever get better? Lord, we want to thank you that your good news never changes. Lord, that in the midst of all things, in the midst of, of brokenness and struggle and pain, Lord Jesus, you come to bring salvation. You come to bring freedom. Thank you that these are the sources of true, lasting joy. And we say, Lord, would you come and fill our hearts, fill our lives again with this true joy that is from you to us and then can flow through us to others. Lord, please do that, we ask. Lord, just crown our celebrations with your joy, we ask. And as we ask this now, we lift our heads and we look forward to that day when you will come again, that everything, everything will be renewed. Lord, we thank you for such a hope. We worship you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.